All right, you all, you need to come and listen to The Sci-Files. They do have other shows, but The Sci-Files, that's the one you want to hear. We are on the Anchor Media platform, and you can catch us on Apple Podcast, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcast, and Spotify. So again, this is Axel, The Sci-Files. Sunday, 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 The Sci-Files. Actually, one of her aunts, uh, her 
the woman that played her aunt Zelda in the original series, um, I used to think was hot too for her age. And yeah, that's kind of true for this series, don't you think? Oh yeah. And Zelda in this new show is kind of hot for an old lady. <laughs> but I think the um, I think the thing that really gets me, like uh, you know, from the get go, because I didn't get a chance to watch it proper right off the bat. Um, I walked into my sister watching the show, and she was already like on episode seven. So I was like, because I had heard about the show, but I didn't know it was out yet because I don't pay attention to my Netflix thing. And so when mm. I get notifications, I always forget that they're there so it's like because tv nowadays you know is so forgettable you know like only certain shows really stick out and honestly as far as netflix is concerned the only show i'm waiting for is lucifer oh i know but we're probably going to get the second season of fucking this show by the time lucifer comes out yeah no shit because i think they're filming lucifer now but they filmed season one and two of this like simultaneously Almost, I, is what I've heard. Nice. And they were like, I, I think Netflix kind of, well, they canceled a bunch of shows, so they had the money. Mm -hmm. And I think with the publicity it's gotten and how well it's doing, apparently it's doing very well, like one of the most watched shows. Oh, probably. Anything on Hulu, anything on cable. It's... It's probably almost beating, or like, do you think it's coming close to beating like Stranger Things, like when it launched? Or yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I mean, first off, the show does a couple things that you don't expect. One, it it's kind of like the show Lucifer in the sense that it's almost like taking the the veil of evil off of Satanism and kind of almost like making it like, oh, this is our thing. Like yeah. Yeah, like, we're witches, we believe in Satan, you know. We worship the Dark Lord, you know, with all of his many names and cliches. And the false and, god, like, if you believe in God, that's the false god. <laughs> I know, I love that. Every time they say that shit, every, like, I'm, I'm always, like, putting up the devil horns. Like, yeah! <laughs> um, that, that always kills me every time they say that. And, okay, so I may be, I, I don't know if I'm going to be alone on this or not. Um, so... The show has um, a young uh, Kiernan mm -hmm. Shipka uh, playing Sabrina Spellman. And mm -hmm. this girl, like, okay, so I'm not going to sexualize her at all, but I will say that she, she, you know, she has an adorable quality to her. And she totally looks like a girl that's, like, right out of 50s. Yeah. Now, here's another thing, too, is that, you know, because the comic was based in, like, I think the original Sabrina comic was based in the 60s, and then Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, um, when it was made, kind of did, like, all sorts of different eras, kind of mixed them up a little bit, um, as well as the horror version of its, uh, of its like, sister show, or its brother show, rather, um, in Riverdale, but, um, that plays on the CW. I was kind of like, I was kind of taken by the fact that, like, the show almost has no discernible timeline. It doesn't ever say it. Because, mm -hmm. like, sometimes it's it feels like it's modern times, and then sometimes it feels like the, the 70s, and then sometimes it feels like the 60s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Huh? 
the way the town looks and the, the cars around it and the way people drive and the, the music. It throws you off here and there, but then you see a laptop and you're like, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. It's kind of super weird. <laughs> and you're like, oh, somebody has a cell phone? Because you see it. Like, Sabrina's family uses the old school phones and all that stuff. And then in, like, yeah. episode seven or eight, you see the boyfriend with a cell phone. You're like, okay. <laughs> That's not really confusing on it, but otherwise, it's a very well done show. Yeah. I think the, the, the thing that threw me for a loop was, like, the first episode. Because, like, I assumed, because it was based on Sabrina, that it was, like, the first step, you know, because, like, the way it looks, I really assumed that the show was based in the 60s. And then in the first episode, um, the woman that played is played by Michelle Gomez, who who, uh, many horror and sci-fi fans have seen in Doctor Who um, as Missy. She she actually plays a woman Mm -hmm. who's possessed by Madame Satan um, in this film or in this uh, series. And in the first episode, she um, is driving and listening to Creedence Clearwater Revival, and that came out in like '73. So, well, the thing is, when the movie first, when the show first starts out, they're watching Night of the Living Dead. Oh, I know, and that came out in like '68. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like super duper weird. But nostalgia, going to see nostalgia films in old timey cinemas is a current thing too. Like, uh, that's a very Portland thing to do. If you live out here in Portland, um, I mean, shit, I go do it every so often. Like, sometimes there'll be like a really old movie playing in and like um, in the Hollywood District over at the Hollywood Theater. Mm-hmm. And dude, I'll totally go see some see some shit there because they've had some cool fucking features there before. Even though it's a kind of a time, it's kind of a dated theater, you know, but it still has that real big theater feel. So, mm-hmm. and of course, for anybody who's seen my friend Dahmer, uh, Ross Lynch plays Harvey, <laughs> and uh, that totally killed me because like I, I didn't know Ross Lynch from anything else. My sister tells me he's like a He's like a Disney actor or something like that, and that's mainly what he's noted for. Um, but the only thing I've seen him in was fucking my friend Dahmer, and uh, and it was weird because he plays Jeffrey Dahmer really well. Like, if you haven't seen that movie, it's a good movie, but not a good movie to pay for. Like, it's nothing I would rent. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> no, I mean, I I paid money for it the first time, and I was super disappointed. Mm-hmm. I won't tell you why, because it is kind of a major spoiler. We're only going to spoil Sabrina for you. <laughs> so if you haven't seen My Friend Dahmer yet, it's a good watch. Um, it has Ross Lynch in it, so um, go ahead and nerd out to that. It's on VOD somewhere. And uh, another cast member that's in this, uh, that's in this series that's pretty fun, uh, playing Hilda Spellman, one of Sabrina's aunts, is Lucy Davis. And we've seen her in a bunch of shit. Shaun of the Dead. Yep, she's one of them. Um, some Guy Who Kills People, it's another one she was in. She was actually in the British version of The Office, as well as Wonder Woman. Um, fucking uh, Pride and Prejudice, she was in that. I mean, like, she's done quite a bit of shit. We may not have actually seen her in all these films, but I've, I've seen her in, like, three of them at least. And, um, but yeah, it's, a uh, like... To me, it was kind of weird seeing her, though, because I've never seen her that heavy. Not no, she's like, she getting late, but she's still adorable. She is, yeah. I don't care what she looks like. She's just adorable. And her love for Sabrina is just 
Yeah, like I, I want to think the that, difference between the two ants. Oh, I know, because like she's okay. So Hilda's like super duper nice, much like she was in the original series, and then Zelda, unlike the original series, is a complete fucking bitch of the show. Um, but you learn as the season goes on, Zelda comes through when she has to. Oh yeah, yeah. She'll she'll totally uh, be there for the family when it's really needed. Um, but for the most part, she's. She's definitely fucking, um, you know, she's spewing the satanic gospel in the show constantly. Uh, and uh, I think before I even got into the show, you told me some pretty fun shit about Zelda right off the bat. And, of course, it made me want to watch it uh, even more than I was already planning to. And um, the fact that Zelda um, kills Hilda, like, on and off just for fun. Yeah, because, like... I'm your sister, I can kill you whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it, too, because in one of the episodes, it actually plays into the plot line of the episode, and it's like, um, it's kind of a fun little gag that they do. Um, another thing I also noticed with the show, and I'm not, like, knocking, this isn't a knock at all, but one of the things I've noticed in the show is that um, there is a lot of, like, like, I want to think they just casted the best actors and didn't care about continuity or, you know, or anything racial. And that's the only other indicator to me that makes this show more of a modern theme than anything is the fact that, you know, one of Sabrina's cousins is black. And and that's uh, her cousin Ambrose, um, played by uh, Chance uh, Perdomo. And that guy, he's a pretty good actor, I think. He's actually pretty cool. Oh, yeah, he's very good. Yeah. They did a good job with the family. A really good job with the family. Yeah, and there's and there's a lot of themes in this show you're not going to see in the original Sabrina, um, but some some of which you do. You know, there are some there are some um, you know some like things, but um, some of the characters are nothing like they were in the original series. Um, probably the funniest thing to me, and I didn't really you actually had to point it out to me because I didn't even realize it was the same guy. Um, you'd said Bronson Pinchoff was in the show. Or mm-hmm. Pinchot. I mm-hmm. had no fucking clue. I was looking for him in almost every episode. I didn't see him until, like, I think it was, like, episode four. Um, and well, it, he was uh, pickable in the first or second episode. Yeah, he is. And that was the thing that killed me. I was like, I, I, didn't, I didn't catch that right away. I was, like, I was sitting there looking. I was like, where is... Where's Balky? You know, because that's what I know him from. Was like Perfect Strangers, so I'm like looking for him. I was like, "Where's Balky? Cousin Larry? Cousin Larry?" I was just, I couldn't get over that. I was like, it's like, where is this motherfucker? He Stavros said he was here, and um, yeah, it was kind of weird seeing a lot of um, a lot of classic actors that we've seen in our ship, but a lot of new faces. So, out of the out of the whole series, out of every episode, um, who's your favorite uh, character in the show? I gotta say, well, my favorite character to look at, or my favorite character overall. But you can go both if you want. Well, my favorite character to look at was that black chick of the three twins. Oh, the, three sisters. the girl that plays Prudence. Oh, Prudence! Mm-hmm. I love looking at Prudence. Is yeah. Awesome. yeah, yeah, dude. I was like, 
I was completely blown by her because, like, I saw her and I was like, oh, man, here we go. <laughs> and I actually liked all the sisters, too. I thought all the sisters were attractive, but Prudence, oh, yeah. Prudence is definitely the hot one. <laughs> She's like, if you had to say any of like, and sadly, the redhead's the, the ugly one. Even though she's still hot, <laughs> she's like, she's she's still kind of something. Uh, I think my favorite character in this show, out of all the different characters, is fucking um, is the one that plays uh, Madame Satan or the the one who's posing as her teacher. Uh, How really she instantly gets hotter as, as soon as she gets yeah, as soon as she gets possessed, she's like all fucking mm, here I am. Seductive. Oh, God. Instantly seductive. I love when she fucking seduces mm-hmm. Falky. When she seduces Bronson's character. I thought that was pretty fun. But yeah, good old Falky, dude. He gets... I think he gets his ass handed to him in this, in this series, doesn't he? In the final episode, yeah. Yeah. And we'll eventually get to that point, but... Um... The other girl I really liked in the show, um, I didn't like her character, but she was fun to look at um, for me, was the girl that played uh, Rosalind, uh, the, the the best friend from school, or one of her friends from school. The black friend chick? Yeah. I loved the girl's hair, and I thought she was fucking cute. And, oh, she was gorgeous. Yeah. Especially at the Halloween place when she was like a, the Halloween party they had. Oh, yeah, dude, I love that. That, that was a good episode, actually. God, who was come the, to find out, like, she was cursed. Yeah, she like a whole family. By the witches. Yeah, she her, was, uh, She kind of came up on her own that she's a, that Sabrina's a witch. Yeah, because she started having those visions, and um, some, uh, like, some ghost, like, straight up, or, like, a ghost tells, I think, their other friend, the one girl that, um, the one girl that's kind of the, uh, you know, the the kind of genderless character, I guess. Oh, that girl? Yeah. Yeah, because she, she, she sees the, um, she gets that one vision that, like, or not or not the vision, but she gets that one um, spirit that, like, talks to her and basically tells her that... Her, her, her like, great ancestor. Yeah. And, um, and then, of course, with uh, Raza's character... Uh, yeah, her mom tells her about, you know, that she was cursed by witches, and um, and that always got me, too. I was like, because, you know, that, you, you know that's all going to tie in. They're going to make a big deal out of it. Uh, but the build-up all the way to the final episode in the season, to me, was, like, really great. Because um, first, uh, you know, Sabrina, you know, they're trying to break down Sabrina's walls. You know, they're trying to break down the trust and the friendship bond that she has with the other girl, you know, with her other friends. And especially the one person why she won't, uh, you know, sign the book of uh, the Beast. Yeah. Um, the whole reason why she won't even do it is fucking Harvey. And she's she just with Harvey. Yeah, she's too in love with him. And eventually, you know, she can't keep him ultimately. She's got to sign the book. I mean, it's her destiny. She should have never, ever brought back Harvey's brother. No, that should have never happened. I think the because that, that made everything hard. That made everything like kind of like a split, you know, like how can he trust her knowing that she would do something that could potentially hurt him? You know, it's like 
you know, even if she had good intentions, it was still just a very selfish thing to do because it was all for him, you know. But it, but in the end, it's all so she can keep him, you know. I would do anything for Harvey. Keep her humanity. It's almost selfish. The yeah. way she's trying to use him to keep her humanity. Yeah. Because she's not like every other girl. <laughs> That's just the way it is. She's she was born into she was born into Satan. Satan. And he was supposed to die if she wouldn't have put that protection spell on him. Yeah. Yeah. She's interfered with his life a lot. Oh yeah. It actually kind of it kind of takes me back to because um, I've been I've been rewatching uh, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and the character Willow um, goes down the same the similar path except for she's not you know born a witch or anything like that she just becomes one, and with Willow Willow has the same breakdown of trust with her girlfriend Tara when she just because she starts doing spells on her without even saying anything to her just to keep her you know, just to keep her blind devotion intact uh-huh. so she won't lose her. Because she feels that that's how she lost Oz, was the she didn't do anything to try to keep him. And then she fucking left. And so she here she is with, with uh, Willow, or with uh, Tara doing the same bullshit. And that's kind of what Sabrina is doing with Harvey, you know, he's just straight up straight up fucking just blind devotion to, to just her. Justify her needs. Yep. Of course, why why she isn't even interested in that other dude that's interested in her though the 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 one guy she meets at the school of black arts. And I oh yeah, say, that dude. That yeah. I kind of I kind of think he's gonna have a bigger part in her life as the next season rolls out. Well, I always felt he was kind of working for the dark witch chick. Uh. Yeah, it, it's kind of hard to tell. It was kind of hard to tell who was on whose side in this one. Because, like, you want to think that, um, you know, you want to think that her teacher was, like, trying to, you know, save her and try to protect her and stuff. And realistically, she had this whole devious plan just to get her to sign the book. <laughs> well, she needed, him, she needed her humanity to break. And you notice yeah. he helped break her humanity when he stabbed the three witches footprints into the ground so they couldn't go oh yeah yeah they definitely kind of had a lot going going with them and oh dude so what did you think of this this is the one the other thing that really killed me in the series what did you think of father blackwood's affair with the aunt zelda that was like really dude just because you're not getting any <laughs> i know it's like come on satan please you know <laughs> i like how we kind of put it too she's like she she's more into the other traditional type of relationship. She hasn't embraced this new sexuality and shit. And every time, like, Zelda thinks she's kind of losing him, like... Zelda doesn't... Do you think Zelda gets pregnant? I want to think that happens, yeah. Like, she... Because, like, there was the one episode where she, like, you know, where she steals the kid, you know, because she doesn't want Father Blackwood to find out about the other kid because there's twins. And... I want to think just because she's been fucking around with him, yeah, she probably will get pregnant. And maybe that's the son he's been wanting. You know, maybe these twins mm-hmm. aren't it. Maybe this like pure, like this uh, this one kid might actually be the one. But who knows how they're gonna look at that and come season two and how messy it's gonna get. 
So how would you rate this season overall? Like um, as far as and then you know we, of course we we couldn't stop really in talking for, about for an, oh, for a first season it was really good. I'd give it like an seven point five and eight. Yeah, no doubt. It was definitely a really awesome season. So yeah, the um, yeah, the one thing that gets me with the se- with the season the most is that um, it doesn't try to be apologetic. It it definitely puts Satanism in a really interesting positive light. Which I just have every time I hear "Hail Satan," oh yeah, the love of Beelzebub. Yeah, <laughs> the Dark Lord prays. <laughs> like all the weird. I laugh every time, like she would say it or anybody would say it. Oh, I know. It was so good. <laughs> For the love Cause, of Satan. Because <laughs> that was the thing that really got me, too, because they didn't really do that in the in the Sabrina series from the old days. They never did that. And it's super funny that they do it now. <laughs> I, definitely, I, I definitely can't get enough of that. It was definitely funny. Um, so this actually broke out, of course, if you've been following the series like we have. Uh, you've known about this for a while. We actually ridiculed them on our uh, Facebook page and couldn't get enough of it. Um, an article came out back in, it was uh, November 10th, uh, USA Today had reported that Netflix and Warner Brothers, um, who Cohen, co- uh, run this business, uh, is being sued by the Satanic mm-hmm. Temple over the use of the Satanic Baphomet statue. Um, in Sabrina. The likeness. Yeah, the likeness. And the thing that really gets me, and, like, the the more that comes out about this case, you know, like, they're now calling it copyright infringement, which, how do you fucking copyright religion? I don't think the Bible's copyrighted. (laughs) Then the cross would be copyrighted, and nobody else could use it. It'd be kind of weird, wouldn't it? So, and the, the other thing is, too, is when you, okay, so you look at the Baphomet statue, if you follow Satanism, they don't, that's not their cross. That the right, the, the right-sided, or the right-side-up pentagram on its forehead, that's not their thing. That statue is not, was not created by Satanism. That statue was created by fucking, probably Christians. That's the way I always look at it, because, like, the, pagan. it's, yeah, it's such a skewed mm-hmm. view of what of what they you know like a real Satanist would tell you the religion is all about, and it's very askew, it's very skewed it, it's really weird, and why the Satanic Temple thinks that they're gonna get any fucking money from Netflix is beyond me. Um, they're suing for a hundred and fifty mil. Um, it's kind of funny. Uh, like I, I don't, I don't, I don't really know what to think of this. This is like, I mean, you think, okay, so like you think that they'd be flattered, right? That their shit is being exploited the way it is. You think, oh, if this show's popularity will fucking, um, you know, increase, maybe more people will come to our temple. <laughs> you know, they're not even using this in the way Christians would. You know, or Jehovah Witnesses, or fucking Mormons. You know, they're not even going that route. They're they're fucking. Oh, we're offended. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Like, get over it, dude. It's more of that fucking pussy-footed, light-hearted, offensive bullshit too. And it, it's like, 
I thought you were Satanism. <laughs> you know? Not fucking... I mean, God. They're starting to... I mean, they're but starting it's still to... a religion, and it still wants money. That's true. I mean, hey, the more money they get in their temple, you know, they can make upgrades. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's posted by uh, Lucian Greaves. Um, there was, uh, of course, there was the... Uh, there was the comparison of the actual temple uh, statue versus the one they actually used in Sabrina. And, I mean, of course, the likeness is very heavy. The only thing that's slightly different is some of the, um, some of the, the way it looks on the stomach area is a little different, and the way the goat's head is a little different. Actually, the, I think the depiction of this, that I've probably seen the most was in like maybe like satanic metal music and stuff like that. That's like the closest I've seen that comes close to, you know, this kind of comparison. Um, and this, you know, like I said, the statues are very, I mean, they are the same, but they're not identical. You know, they're like, they're similar. And yeah. That's, and that's probably going to be the argument going into that court case. Oh yeah. They, they're not going to get that. No. Uh, I mean, Warner Brothers is a big enough company all by itself. It'll shut down the, it'll shut it down before it even gets there. And the fact that, I mean, they're going to be coming out with season two. We're not seeing the end of this series. This series that they're oh, this, no, they're making, they're doing very, that show's doing very well apparently. Yeah. And I'm, I'm me myself, you know, I'm, I'm totally looking forward to the next season. That's going to be cool. Uh, yeah, I think if I was going to rate this show, I'd probably rate it like an eight. Um, yeah. Yeah, this show, this show did re really well for me as far as uh, attentiveness and viewership. You know, like I'd, I'd watched a lot of like series and stuff. And, you know, I mean, dude, I'm even, I'm not even watching Doctor Who as fucking frequently as I was in the beginning. You know, I, I'm like an episode behind. <laughs> you know? So, um and that's probably one of the most watched shows for me, other than, like, Shameless, um, Star Trek Discovery, which is coming out with the second season soon, um, The Orville, which is another show coming out with the second season. Of course, when Lucifer comes out, that'll be season, what, five for that? Four or five? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we should be getting another season of iZombie next year, too. Yeah. The so, final season, apparently. And there have been so many other shows that have kind of shit the bed, you know. I just stopped watching them, you know. Like, a, mm -hmm. a good, good example would be the show Gotham. Oh, yeah, they completely shit the bed. Yeah. I want to think they, like, they totally killed and ruined the idea of having the Joker in the modern time. You know, like, I mean, I'm sure they'll, I'm sure somebody somewhere will probably make a better movie version of it. I don't think it's going to be the one that's gonna that's coming out, um, the one that has uh, Joaquin Phoenix in it. <laughs> oh no, I'm not looking forward to that at all. No, that looks too cheese, like way too cheese. Like they're not even trying hard, you know. <laughs> like, well, he doesn't have detailed face paint yet. He's not a supervillain. Because uh, you want to think that the. The, the Joker's look is, I mean, I mean, yeah, there's probably going to be some growing pains into the look, but you want to, you want to think it's supposed to strike fear into the hearts of the people who see him, you know? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Not make them want to giggle. Yeah. It's like, oh, look at that guy. Oh, look at the clown. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> but, you know, kind of, the only thing I can say positive about that Joaquin Phoenix Joker, the way he looks, it kind of reminds me, and I'm only saying this in the slightest way, and it kind of reminds me of the way John Wayne Gacy did his face paint. Um, but... He also wasn't doing face paint to scare people. He was entertaining kids. It's just his look as Pogo the Clown only really gets people because of what he did. Not really the fact that I'm sure he didn't kill people wearing that makeup. So. <laughs> yeah, no shit. But, so, yeah, that's, that's our show for this week. Um Tune in next week where we'll be doing everything we can to shave kittens on on the, live on the air. It's going to happen. We're going to shave kittens, folks. At least we're not killing them like the beginning of Sleepwalkers. Come on. Yeah, no, we're not that mean. Fuck. Jesus Christ. We're not boiling dogs like they do in Korea. I mean, we're just... I <laughs> mean, you have to go to Korea for that. And I was like, uh, do you really want to see that, though? Like, I think that'd be, like, the toughest thing for me to do. Like, I think if I went there, I don't know if I could actually sit there and watch. Yeah, that's a little tough, huh? Yeah, I'd be like, fuck, I want to I wanna save that dog right now. <laughs> I'm going to kill a motherfucker. Agents for some reason. Do you think Do you think Donald Trump's tried some uh, Korean barbecue as of late? Yeah, probably. Since he's good friends with Kim Jong-un now? Yep. <laughs> oh, man, I... Part of me wants them to discover everything they can about uncovering his bullshit with Russia, but the other half of me doesn't want it to happen because I just want the hilarity to continue, you know. I was watching this one thing. It was like some speech, and he was there, and it was the French president or whatever the fuck he is. Yeah. He was just ripping Trump and Putin right in front of Trump and Putin. <laughs> I was like, you go, French. You go, Frenchie. Mm-hmm. Ooh la la. <laughs> Ripping. I was just like, I didn't understand it, but they had, you know, closed captions of what are you saying? Yeah. What yeah. Are you, pretty harsh fucking shit. <laughs> that's pretty badass. Yeah. That's the kind of shit we like. That's the kind of shit we need in this country, you know. We need that kind of yeah. shit. Yeah, but, yeah, in this country, people get offended. Oh, I'm offended by words. And you're Democrat, I'm Republican, yet we can't have a fucking civilized conversation. I had one of those moments today at McDonald's. It was really, really weird. It was, I was basically just talking about, like, I said the word Democrat, but I wasn't actually talking about pop politics. I was mm-hmm. essentially just saying that the next election is going to, the next election footage that we're going to get for the presidency is going to be a shit show. And it's all going to be about the Democrats trying to nail the Republicans to the wall. And that, that in the moment I said the word Democrat, this dude got up. Had to be like ex-military guy, and he injured himself, probably doing something dumb. And he um, he didn't look very intelligent at all. And he was just like, hey, did somebody say Democrat? Yeah. And I was like, oh, and that, that started a political conversation. That, you know me, I don't care about politics, so that's just going to, what kind of conversation are you going to have with me about that? It's kind of like if uh, he had been Christian, you know, 
Um, let me tell you about Jeebus. Blah, 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 blah. And then, like, the same thing. I would have just shut them down. They're like, I don't want to hear about Jeebus. <laughs> like, I just want to, I just want to jerk off to pictures of, um, the girl that plays, uh, that, like, the, the little girl from The Grinch in the porno version of The Grinch, because that girl's hot. Oh, yeah. Um, and I can't remember who that is, but I just remember that scene. And I remember some of the actors and actresses from that movie. And that was the thing that tickled me this week, was seeing, you know, because the new Grinch movie is out, and I'm sure it's getting all sorts of plays and everything. But then somebody had to post a picture of that girl getting railed by the fucking Grinch <laughs> in the porn version. But Wasn't that Lexi Bell? <laughs> it looks like Lexi Bell, but it's not her. It's like... Let me pull that up real quick. There it is. Um, it is... Her name is... Uh, Ch uh, Chloe, uh, Chloe Cherry. Never heard of her. She's really cute. She looks almost exactly like Lexi Bell. Almost. Oh, She's not... Not quite as yummy, but still pretty. You know, still pretty hot in her own little way. But all right, we are out of time. I'm looking at the clock right now, and I think we're uh, I think we're finally about out of time. Um, but anyway, RottenCorpsRadio.com. You know where to find us. You found us already. Tell your friends. Tell your loved ones. Tell people you hate because you know you want to see the look on their face when they hear it. Mm -hmm. Hashtag give Sabrina a chance. <laughs> give Sabrina a chance. <laughs> Anyways, later, bitches. This has been Rotten Corpse Radio.